Good morning and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and this is episode number 48. I've come out to the Glenmore Industrial-ish to meet Carrie Carrie McGrath. This is the industrial park of what? Barlow Trail? I don't know. Foothills Industrial Park. Foothills Industrial. So Barlow and 50th. (laughs) I mean, literally, and I thank you for uh, for putting up by being late. The traffic was insane. Two accidents on Glenmore. And literally just... I don't think they've done that well, but that's fine. We're not here to whinge about Calgary traffic. No. The weather's minus 25 and, and blustery warm in your offices. So, yeah. so Carrie McGrath, I'm going to allow you to introduce your company, Ultra, sure. Interna- International Sorry. Ultrasonic Technologies. That's a, that's a mouthful. It is. IUT. IUT, that's easy. Yeah. But see, I thought when I saw the ultrasonic, I'm thinking medical and you get your ultrasound. Now yours, tell us a little bit about the background of uh, international ultrasonic technologies. Sure. So our technology uses ultrasonics. It's a state-of-the-art technology to desulfurize heavy fuel oil, so hydrocarbon, and light distillates. But the focus right now is on heavy fuel oils. So it runs the oil through, yeah. kind of shakes it up a bit. Yeah, so it creates cavitation. <laughs> yes, ultrasonics. Okay. Right. We, yeah, so we use an oxidation process, which is uh, fairly conventional. There's lots of publication on it. Couple that with ultrasonics, which creates a shear mixing environment. So it creates, right. it changes the molecular structure of the, wow. the sulfur molecules in a heavy fuel. Well, so you're, you're taking sulfur out. So yeah. that was it. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're extracting sulfur from the... Heavy fuel oils. Okay. Yeah, so for bunker fuels, crudes... Um, we are working on the second generation of our technology. There's a first generation which was commercially validated in yeah. a Texas refinery. So that was on your LIDAR fraction. So that was on your natural gasoline, your kerosene, your naphthas. The market shift has shifted towards well, I haven't heard heavy that. Naphtha? fuel. Like naphtha, you... yeah, condensate. Wow. Yeah, so those are like a, they're not as viscous, so they um, aren't as dense. What kind of this? Like a quality of that? They're using like an yeah. additive or something? It is them? a characteristic of the oil, so it's used in different. Um, Processes it's used for different things. So natural. Gasoline. You're an engineer. You must be an engineer. You're I'm not. You're not. I but I surround myself with several Good. Um, okay. engineers, including Dr. Pedro Pereira at the University of Calgary, who's he's specialist in nanocatalytic technology development <laughs> and, and also in heavy fuel oils. They, him and his team from the university, they're at the Schulich School of Engineering, right. um, PC Cups, which is the university spinoff company. Uh, you know, we'll call it special purpose vehicle to help technology companies like ours develop right. the technologies and commercialize it. But this it. is real tech. This is real innovation. I think Alan Fogwell, when I met him at the Canadian Energy Research Institute, he talks a lot about that. Sure. The innovations that happen, but I'm not, we're not talking about iPhone and your apps. No. You're talking like behind hardware. the scenes hard. Yeah, this is hardware. So this is what we've developed as an actual process. So it's, yeah. it's a, we'll call it an auxiliary refinery process. But what's unique about our tech is when you compare it against conventional hydro treating or hydro conversion upgrading which is <laughs> right yeah so in a refinery setting so for the benefit of those four listeners yes. this is real technical talk and we'll I'll direct you to the website of yes. Carrie's website yes. after this <laughs> yeah so we've developed a process so to give you some background um in 2016, IMO is International Marine Time Organization okay. came out with their 2020 IMO sulfur cap regulations. So, so how much content can be in your oil? Correct. This is so that that called you to arms then. Yeah. Is that what I mean? Is that what got you started it at is. IUT? Yeah, it is. Um, so that's when initially the founders group had been focusing their efforts in China, uh, focusing on the first generation, which was built, like I said, for the lighter fractions, the lighter distillates, right, the, right. the low sulfur diesel. API, high API, yeah. low, quality, higher quality oil. Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and IMO came out and it affects 
over 50,000 sea bearing vessels. So which, this is because it's corrosive. Yeah. The more sulfur in there, it's corrosive. Or, it goes into And the, that. the wall of the, of the container ship. Yeah. It's, um, wow. It creates, you know, so they're releasing the, the sulfur. They're sludging right now, so, or they were. So they're yeah. dumping the sulfur byproduct into the ocean. It's going into the atmosphere, obviously. Right. Being released as it's being burned. Well, you're talking about the sludge of the of the ship. Yeah. When they're cleaning out the, the hull or the... Yeah. If they are of scrubbers and some to open loop scenarios, which is why they've been banned as they are sledging. And so some of that is being released back into the marine ecosystem. But wow. prior to that, so prior to IMO 2020, it is being burned as the, the ships burn the fuel. I've got to go back to my last po- podcast with Perry Toms. And he sure. talked about that. And I'm just thinking that sludge yeah. would probably go well into his biomass, yes. convert into fossil fuels, yeah. which we had a great discussion. Anyway, that was last week. Yeah. Wow. So that sludge is just being thrown into the ocean or was? Well, no. So, be, so the sulfur is being burned into the atmosphere. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Off of that Before, sludge. Off that sludge. And but, then they, then, but then they introduced scrubbers, so open-loop scrubbers. So some of them were sludging. Um, and so some of that byproduct is escaping back into the marine ecosystem. Right, okay. So this is what, what got you started then? You, personally, into IUT and... Um, so initially it was brought back, brought to us... From um, the Bigfoot. No, yeah. I, I'm not going to bring out the Bigfoot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> brought to us through fabrication entity and, and um, initially it was just brought on to help project manage the, the fabrication of the skids and it, the... So yeah. the skids for the cleaning of the yeah. of, of the, the well. skids. It's a so the first generation. I mean, you got the skid of a oil, yeah. an oil an oil platform. Right? Yeah, it's just a skid that has ultrasonics on it. So the the process is built on a modular skid. It was a modular. So they can process. take it on site. Yeah, at the well site. site. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you bring it to the refinery. Um, it's mobile. It's um, you know, it comes with a couple of big panels. The so not at the site, but at the refinery. At the refinery. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they would they would hook it up and they would run feedstock through the process. Um, but it was mobile. The, the footprint of the skid is very small. I'd say about six by twenty. So it just hooks up to the, the yeah. before the oil, the oil's coming from supply. the pipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The oil's coming from the well yeah. or whatever wellhead. Yeah. From the wellhead. I, look, I did work some oil and gas as, yeah. a, as an accountant. I did work some oil and gas. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's so the refinery then it goes out refined. It's cleaned. Right. But you have. You yeah. end up with that sulfur yeah. concentrate or whatever. Yeah, so the first generation, so what you would do is you would oxidize it using the cavitation process and you'd create... <laughs> there we are again, technical, yeah. Yeah. four listeners, someone else popped in, someone dropped off, we're down yeah. to three. <laughs> so you just, you, you change the sulfur molecule where you can extract it and okay. that's what the, the ultrasonics help do, but they do it in... But they do oxygen, you add oxygen, yeah. and you oxidize it. Yeah, so we right. oxidize, so we okay. do it in, in nanoseconds as opposed to existing which would be longer than that so we can create cavitation in nanoseconds using high power ultrasonics and then we sorry just, for laughing i just yeah i love it though because yeah. you, you 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 speak like a tech yeah engineer whatever and i love that it's great well i've been living breathing everything for, long, for, for a while. the last three years this has been my my life i, my life, I look my back at the board and it looks like a chemistry class it is with some h2o yeah itself well that's the thing it's it's the science you know so as part of our critical path um it's not necessarily and i don't mean to downplay and dr purr would agree with this is given the point where we're at it's not necessarily uh, the hardest part is figuring out the science behind it right. and then from there um you know as a derivative 
figuring out your operating costs, what your capex are. How can you make it work? Yeah. How, how do can you make commercialize it? Proof of concept, conceptual engineering. Those have been the biggest milestones. Feed. I see on your wall. Feed. Yeah. Feed study. Yeah. yeah is, so feed study is next. So we actually just today had our conceptual engineering reports released. Okay. So um, this is really in the early stages. Yeah. No, there were advanced stages. Now okay. we went from we went from early stages. Um, we have a pilot plant at the University of Calgary right now. Oh, just behind, uh, yeah. behind there. The yeah, Calgary Center for Innovation Technology. Nice, There's nice. a heavy fuel oils um, uh, upgrading lab and catalytic technology labs over there right now yeah so we've been optimizing actually so we've received feedstocks from around the world so why the heavy oil focus is because of the, yeah oh, okay. because there's okay. a global regulation which affects all and don't just send the, this heavy oil out no, anymore you've a, got to do something with it's it. a massive market so it went from three and a half percent sulfur so ships were allowed to burn Bunker fuel, heavy fuel oils containing three and a half percent. So that, that's the gas that releases. They're just burning yeah. it off in the atmosphere, out, yeah. in the seas. Yeah, but, and now they've reduced that to zero point five. But this is the global adherence. Global, global adherence. Global adherence. Okay. So and it took effect actually January first this year. Because I'm, I'm being a little bit skeptical. I'm going to throw a little skeptical. In my days, yeah. I remember being in the former Soviet Union, Kazakhstan. Yeah. There was a gas field and an oil field. They took the satellite photos. Yeah. Guess which was clean and guess which was black. Yeah, yeah. And it was literally the gas field was nice. Yeah. But they injected gas into that oil field. Yeah. And literally from the satellite images, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, that, okay, it was 30 years ago. But when there was images were pre kind of Soviet breakup. Yeah. But I'm talking, you're talking 50,000, 60,000 ships a day going yeah. in the seas. Bunkering. Monitoring. Who's monitoring? Is it this IMO? IMO is monitoring. So they've put enforcement channels in place, including the satellite imagery and detection. Um, yeah. I believe, as I understand, drones have been part of the deployment to help right. regulate and enforce. And then if they, you know... Because uh, you can see the emissions. They can yeah, kind of correct. detect from some CO2 sensors or whatever it is. Yeah, from, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then as part of that, that governance, um, with their continued governance, so they've there's an allowance for ships that have scrubbers installed on board. But right. again... Um, they're very capital intensive. And they can also see if they're releasing into the ocean. Yeah, well, there's... If it doesn't do the loop, as you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, there's open loop, closed loop, and then there's <laughs> hybrids. And, um, yeah, so... But um, I'm going to have to take a course. Yeah. I didn't take this whiteboard home with me. Yeah. From behind us. We will get into scrubbers. I, you know, <laughs> we personally see the land solution as being the better long-term viable solution yeah. because you're tackling it at the source. So you're, you're, and then with our technology, um, we, we can prove quantify and qualify a reduced carbon footprint, GHG emissions. Right. Right. Because right. we're not, what's really, you know, makes us unique in the world as part of our competitive landscape is we're not adding hydrogen. So conventional processing for taking out sulfur, most, most... Is it, is it combustible? Is it when, because why, why, why heat, not hydrogen? Okay. Yeah, high they, heat, they, high temperature, yeah. high pressure, combustible, explosive, okay. dangerous. You need specialized um, handling equipment. Wow. So you've um, changed, so that's, that's a disruption itself to the way they've approached this. It is, yeah. To, to get the sulfur out of the heavy oil. Yeah, so we're talking, you know, in terms of PSI heat temperature, we're about one third of what conventional process, really? which adds hydrogen into the process. Right. In our first reactor stage, we're actually dealing in ambient temperature, so 60 to 70 degrees. C. Yeah, room, so we're, I like that, room, yeah, room temperature Ambient room yeah. temperature. So right there, you know, way less um, heat temperature and pressure. Um, the thing, and the other unique thing is as part of the catalytic 
necrosis, which yeah. is our second stage. Which is just that's breaking it down. Yeah. Breaking that, that. Exactly. Decomposes. So exactly yeah. right. So the first stage is, you, you know, I'm going to get technical again. So you create what's <laughs> called a cell phone cell phone. We'll put this on the show notes. We'll have yeah. a detailed description yeah. and link yeah. to the, so the, the chemistry class that you have have to attend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we change the molecular structure yeah. in the heavy fuel oil of, of the cell phone. We create, we put it into a, a form that's extractable. So we create what's called a cell phone sulfoxide through the ultrasonics. Not a cell phone. Not a cell phone. <laughs> a cell phone and sulfoxide. Sorry for the plan words. Yeah, no problem. And then we decompose it. So what we do is we have a second stage that, you're exactly right, extracts it, decomposes so it. It sounds like you've got a lot of different, so you, you extract the sulfur, yeah. but you still have a lot of byproducts that come out of this. No, we don't. So we, because we're creating the sulfone, sulfoxides, yeah. we're oxidizing, which is what you want to see. Um, we, all we're doing is we change the mass balance in it because we're, we're changing the molecular structure. Right, right. So what we're pulling out of it is we're converting it into an SO2, which is actually... Sulfur. Dioxide. Yeah. So Sulfur dioxide. So you're creating a spot market. So there's a revenue. For that, that. Yeah. So yeah. the user, okay, so you've got two now. You've got the yeah. sulfur. Yeah. Oh, you know. We change into a gas. We convert so, it into a gas. Okay, sulfur dioxide. Yeah, into the, and then we see small traces of CO2. So you can compress that and sell it, and that's shipped can. in. Exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Or liquefy it? Yep. That's you don't do that. I don't. We don't. You do hand it. it to the next. GTL or whoever does the yeah exactly. people. Okay. so we could um, depending on if it's in a refinery they may have already be sending it to Klaus depending on what they're they're doing or else be, are the some cool. German guy yeah. Klaus yes to Klaus <laughs> exactly I'm sorry but I, yeah. I just love it. so just to, so put that back so you've now done this for the last couple three years so three years. 2016 yeah what's what changes have you seen I guess in the landscape because the oil price has pretty much been stable. Not I mean, in the swaps market for is for. But this is a quality. Now you've got a quality piece of hydrocarbon. Yeah. And you your spot market is better than. It is. Yeah. So our our swaps are. Um, we've watched in the last eight months exactly as the market predicted. We've seen the the spreads between it. What's called an IFO three eighty, IFO one eighty, which is your higher sulfur fuel okay. oils. Okay. Okay. And a very low sulfur fuel oil, which price index just got released last quarter, of course, because, you know. Because there's a market. There's a, a Kind of the underlying market that yeah. was happening. Yeah. And so let's bring it into the, for, the informal market. Correct. And now it's formalized. And only com- complex refineries were able to produce a, a compliant fuel. So they released the new specifications. Okay, okay. And so there's only a certain amount of, of your larger complex refineries that are able to to produce this. What you're so producing hard. now yeah. at, a, at a, lo- a smaller scale, yeah. the, I call it the Easy Bake Oven version. Yeah. Is it, I mean, literally, sure. you don't have this massive refinery. Yeah. You said you've got a skid that rolls up. Yeah. I can well, imagine it's not that big. The, well, the, the, the first skid is not that big. The second process now, so we're taking that first generation yeah. where we ox with the ultrasonics, and the, so we're taking that process, which is going to be a smaller skid, but we're now we have a, a larger footprint because we have this catalytic guard bed and a, a secondary. So, real, so expanding and scaling up. It's expanding and scaling it up, right? Because the first part of it for heavy fuel oil, because the molecular structure is different than in your diesels or kerosenes, you cannot oh, water stuff. wash out. Yeah, the, the this is incredible. Yeah, so we're, we've created a process that we'll convert it as part of our mass balance and and after the oxidation we'll decompose and it will convert it into an SO2 so into to gas phase basically which right. we extract we recycle back so you know for the most part we um 
Most what are you recycling? Some of the, ga- the, the yeah. raw materials you're using, reuse. We are. We're all, we're not quite cracking, but we are. Even if we're generating a, we're. we're you're capturing that. Obviously, yeah, something is the the, the yeah. get, get vent gas or yeah. the releasing the gases. They're getting captured back. Even the cutter stock. So we use a feed stock, which is a lighter. So because because like your heavy fuel oils are so viscous and API and density is much different right. than a lighter stream. So we, for my for my layman, it's heavier. It's for heavier. Vis- I understand. Vis- yeah. Viscosity with molasses. Molasses Correct. in January. I love that expression because yeah. it works here. Yeah, and emulsification issues, and <laughs> you know, throw another big word in there. Um, so what you're doing, um, what we're doing is we are introducing a, a lighter material, basically to it, so it flows a little bit better. We heat it up so you right. can flow through the process. Not uh, the pipeline. Into no, no. the the yeah. storage. Are we talking the t- source? Trucks? You have a feedstock source that yeah. comes that gets so it's all pipes. So but who takes it? How do they take it from that? Is it like you said, it's gas? Yeah, it would just be or through the pipe. Okay. Yeah, so you would put this. So this the sec this process now is a permanent fixture in the bunker facility. If it's in a terminal, oh, yeah, okay. That's the other thing that we're versatile. So we're not just specific to refinery um, setting because we're not. We're dealing with lower heat temperature and pressure. This we can optimize. We can put this actually right in a terminal setting. We can put, like put it. In so in the port, like in Vancouver yeah. or, port or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Okay, so that, that going to that scale, mm-hmm. you're mo- you're moving at scale, and you have, yeah. but you've got the from the big industrial to the you're really going from you've taken it down from the big refinery, and I'm putting my hands up now to the skid, which now you're going to scale up to. More industrial, correct, but still transportable. Will you go across overseas? Not transportable, yeah. Oh, so not transportable in terms of like so the secondary reactor it's a, stages. It, you build it, that's it. It's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there'll be civil construction um, elements of civil construction engineering. So it is a it's a permanent fixture. So do you create a sulfur? And I'm I'm going back to the remember Crossfield. I don't maybe you were young, but I used to drive up to Airdrie and there was a big massive sulfur pile yeah. just outside by the sure. the Shell I think Shell yeah. gas plant there. Yeah. For decades, it was there. Sure. And it's gone. Yeah. Because in the 10, 15 years ago, they had an alternate use for sulfur. Do you produce yeah. that? No, we don't do sulfur? it in a head so You don't extract? Okay. Yeah, so ours is coming out in gas form. Okay. Yeah, so we're not doing, so we're not, um, it's not a, a heterogeneous or it's not a, um, a physical Yeah, sulfur. on its own. Yeah. We, it's because that's out. a big thing. When I was in Kazakhstan years ago, they had a similar sulfur pile. Yeah. Because there's a content, there's a certain percentage. They get, if the gas has it, it's, it's poisonous. Yeah. Literally, you'll kill people. Sure. And that's yeah. why they have sulfur detect. Do you have that in there where the sulfur could be released? Because it could be poisonous as well. Or yeah, so we'll, the gas. yeah, so the entire system will be um, contained, basically. And then we'll have, what we're doing is we're making it as autonomous as possible. We want it to continue to be state-of-the-art. So we're going to have sulfur detectors everywhere. Yeah, as yeah, part of the, and then as part of the, the back end, like the catalytic guard bed, which will be extracting some of the heavy metals, so some of your poisonous... Because um, those metals as well can yeah. be quite dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So that's what the catalyst has been developed by PC Cups by Dr. Pedro Pereira, Dr. Carlos Scott, and Dr. Lente Carbonani. <laughs> Sounds like some people I should be talking to as well. Or yeah, Maybe I'll send the science, the science podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so they're again so University of Calgary yeah. um, they're heavy oil specialists they hail from Venezuela they, they've all been operators in refinery centers. yeah they know they know what they're talking yeah. yeah these guys are highly probably I, I say they're world renowned in, in but this is where you learn you've, you've yeah. cut your teeth on this oh wait they found you or you found them uh, we found them, okay. but they when we brought the tech to them initially to help develop the second oh, okay, okay. decomposition stage because we knew that the water wash wasn't sufficient to deal with heavy oils right. and changed the whole business structure and business model. 
they were the ones that did, they did some preliminary testing and they thought it was too good to be true. And they said, you know, usually when something comes to us and it seems like it's too good to be true, it usually it is. is. In this so case, it's not. In this case, it wasn't. So yeah, they, I guess that's their experience, right? They're they're in the oil and gas. Yeah. Decades coming from Venezuela. I know yeah. I know, plenty of people that went to Venezuela in, in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you're talking oil, Alberta oil. Yeah. So these guys, they, they saw it right away and they got it. Yeah. They had me a hello. They, they you had them first. Okay. They were pragmatic <laughs> as they are with everything, which yeah. we appreciate. Um, you know, every I is dotted, every T is crossed when it comes to Dr. Prayer and his group. He's very methodical sure. and uh, amazing at what he does. But they had to take their own, so they performed their own lab, lab tests initially on a feedstock. And to confirm, to, to confirm, confirm what you've been doing. Yeah. And it really, that gives us a stamp, I call the stamp of approval. Yeah. You two coming together is actually really valuable because it helps both sides. Yes. Both sides. Yeah, I think it's serendipitous because the, I like that. It, it was because for this team, because Dr. Prayer is so specialized in catalysis, which is yeah. what um, and nanotechnology and reservoir upgrading and heavy oil upgrading, because of what they are actually specialized in, it was exactly what we needed. So yeah. I, I do think it's serendipitous because I. I Personally, in my opinion, don't think we would ever have found a team to, specialist to match Dr. Perry and his. How did you? I mean, how did, who put you together? How did that? Originally what was that serendipitous yeah, meeting? Yeah, so one of the original um, founders and and myself yeah. uh, engaged Dr. Perry and his team, and and she started the engagement, and then I came along, and we just started um, discussing, went over all of the. Well, because I guess you were looking for specialists in the field of, of changing the dynamics of that yeah. the oil that comes out of the ground. Yeah, exactly. Well, we couldn't, we didn't have the capabilities on hand to deal with the heavy because it's so inherently oh, okay. different. Okay. Okay. Characteristics of a heavy are just that much different than a light. So we weren't, our engineering I think, at the time wasn't equipped to deal with the heavier stuff. I think this is an opportunity, and I'm just talking offline, but yeah. with, with Perry, or talking out loud here, because Perry Toms, he's, he, we literally, this biomass is around us yeah. but he talked about forest he talked about I mean he talks about forestry but I'm sure from the oil and gas yeah. that's the scenario of the, the oil field cleaning the ground yeah. and just throwing it into a converter yeah. and you have this fossil fuel and he showed me little vials it was really it was yeah. really cool how they do that yeah. but look Kara I, I appreciate your time today because I, I did come late because yeah. of the I'm not blaming the Calgary traffic <laughs> something happened today yeah. uh, but I really I want to just for the next couple of years what do you think is critical uh, for your business you know what's going to impact your business over the next two to three years um, so for us it's execution now as you say that we're done the conceptual engineering so yeah. we're really well positioned right now to go through front end engineer design for a minute over the next six months and it will be for us what's critical for us is well first of all I don't think our timeline's going away anytime soon because I don't think the market's going to recover right. uh, there's not enough supply of very low sulfur fuel oil and there's not a lot of alternatives to conventional processing. And have, hence the, the premium price from the conventional. Yeah, $250 per metric ton is, are the spreads. In okay. Fajira, there's about six, it's about $400. $40 a barrel? $400 per metric Four. ton. Sorry. I, yeah. I can't do the conversion. Yeah. It's a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. So it's no, I'm con- to, I was trying to convert to a BOE. Is it divided um, by six? It's or? divided by six. Yeah, yeah 6.7 is okay. the conversion ratio for heavy because they're all. I do have some in the, yeah. in the, in the it past. Is. So it's about. So if it's 250 for. A barrel. Okay. Yeah. 30 so which, which you're getting, but the yeah. Alberta price is, much, is around that as well for. Con, or. No, we don't even, you know. You don't even try. We, we're our. So all of our. Um, 
Performa analysis is based on that swaps market. So for yeah. Rotterdam, so based on the the port, so the IFO three eighty. Oh, okay. We, we don't we don't base our anything. They probably on, have a premium there as yeah, well. Yeah. So we don't base off WTI Brent or yeah. Any so ours is specifically very specific to IFO three eighty, IFO nice. one eighty. And, and you have then, a benchmark, and there's a now you said they yeah. formalized it. Yeah. They've got an index yeah. to gives it to everyone. Says Correct. here you go, as opposed yeah. to this informal. Yeah. Well, this is the contract. Well, we can't show you the contract. I'm just going back. You just reminded me when I was in Europe and Turkey that it was about ten dollars per MCF. Yeah. And every time we sent the the, the price deck, yeah. our deck to investors in the North America, they're like, "Why are you kidding? It's three dollars. It's three dollars per MCF or whatever." Yeah. Literally, they couldn't grasp the European prices were much higher yeah. for for gas. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, it's it's being able to capitalize on the opportunities that are in front of us. We have a couple of refineries. We have a trading um, company in Europe who we've partnered with, right? Uh, joint ventured with for all of Europe and and Africa. Um, we're working with through a couple of Middle East with a couple of Middle East companies. Yeah. I'm off to Cairo next month really? to, yeah. To um, we've been invited. We had a company sponsor and pay for all of our exhibition at the one of their biggest nice. oil and gas conferences. So. Um, the the benefits and merit is there. It's just for us now. We well, figured Egyptians out the are big populations. Like a hundred and I think it's one hundred fifty million. Something like yeah. I mean, it's a big population. It's a like, huge opportunity yeah. to be in eat to be in Cairo and in Egypt for us. I mean, whole, I mean, I, ten years in the Middle East. That whole Arabic is about three hundred and some odd million. I, I don't know the numbers. Yeah. Arab, maybe Arabic speaking, but you got Northern Africa as well. Yeah, and well. I, I from. What I gather, just based on our market um, assessment and our engagement with market, is that they're definitely looking for alternative solutions and options right now. So, some, I mean, the, the, this is not a skeptic, but it's more of the, the, what about the Alberta, Canada market for this? It just there's no demand. There's just, the demand's just not there, I guess, because we're not a, a shipping, Oh right. I guess, per se. However, you know, we have tested... Oh, because this is for oil for export. This is literally yeah. for that. If you're taking, so if you're an OPEC country, yeah. and you're exporting onto the ships, this yeah. is where you're marked. Okay, I get but it. But with that see. being said, from bitumen, you can produce bunker fuel from our resi- residual oils as right. well. So you can create that. Why it hasn't resonated here? I guess I, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, I just thought, I just yeah. thought of it. But this yeah. is your own back. But you, you specifically have a niche market. Yeah. You design it for the shipping industry. Yeah. As you said, the ice the. That changed. Yeah. That change in their, I guess, their parameters. Yeah. Changed IUT. Yeah, and our, a lot of our dealings are in the Mediterranean, and Europe is very, very progressive when yeah. it comes to GHG emissions, reducing That's carbon brilliant. footprint. They've been amazing. Um, the European community has been very receptive to our tech and. Um, soon the Middle East as well and yeah. and then I, I do hope we do have a couple of sites potential sites here locally in Alberta which um, we've had a couple of groups that were dealing with us on the front end a couple of years ago are certain we're starting I just to want to see the back. I want to see the easy bake oven I really want somebody to produce the easy Me bake too. oven version I think we may have a, we may have a midstream company hopefully um, yeah. I think there's there's definitely a couple of options here locally we would love for the first site to be here nice. in Alberta or Canada that would well, be your Amazing. The setup would be good. You could yeah. have a demo right on site, right? Exactly. But we do have, you know, a couple of closer sites. We've got one in the Caribbean right now that we're working through, which wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. Either Bahama, I wouldn't. Bahamas, St. Marks, or whatever. Yeah. 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 I would be mad. It's minus 28 to hop a plane. It's cold. Up. Yeah. Carrie, thank you so much for yeah. the for taking your time this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, really a pleasure to listen to learn about the, the Wallace Tech. Really. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.